Faith, Hope and Love, episode 126, Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, Year B. It is fitting that the end of the church year declares that Christ is the King of Heaven and Earth, and in fact, the King of the Universe. We long and pray for that day when it will be fully revealed that Jesus is the King of our world, our lives, our priorities, our plans and our hopes and dreams. We so desire that the Lord Jesus will swiftly establish his kingdom values fully in our hearts and lives now. We long to be transformed by the peace, justice, love, compassion and mercy that marks Christ's gospel. We humans are a proud people. We believe that we are strong and self-sufficient in many ways. And many of us are tempted to proclaim, I bow to nobody, I kneel to no man. Yet we happily and rightly bow to Christ. And we immediately kneel to Jesus. For he alone is deserving of all our worship, all our obedience and all our efforts. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Speech and thoughts were like a little child But as an adult put away those ways A child no longer now But speaking as a man is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and divinity and wisdom and strength and honour. To him belong glory and power for ever and ever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone as we gather together to celebrate this last Sunday in ordinary time, the last Sunday of the church's calendar year. And it's fitting that it is to celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And so, brothers and sisters, in order to worthily prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us pause and call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you are the image of the unseen God. Lord, have mercy. You are the firstborn of all creation. Christ have mercy. You are the head of the body, the church. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good 
praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only Almighty ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the universe, grant, we pray, that the whole creation, set free from slavery, may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel, chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. I had a dream and visions as I lay in bed. As I watched in the night visions, I saw one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. And he came to the one who is ancient of days and was presented before him. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship, that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that should not pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. The Word of the Lord The Lord is King, he is robed in majesty. The Lord is King, with majesty enrobed. The Lord is robed with might, and girded round with power. The world you made firm, not to be moved. Your throne has stood firm from of old. From all eternity, O Lord, you are. Truly your decrees are to be trusted. Holiness is fitting to your house. O Lord, until the end of time. The Lord is King, He is robed in majesty. 
A reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. Jesus Christ is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account all the tribes of the earth will lament. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Chapter 18, verses 33 to 37. Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord It's perfectly fitting that the last Sunday of the Church's liturgical year, which is this Sunday, we celebrate the Feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the Universe. It's a celebration which looks forward to the fact that ultimately, at the end of time, our Lord Jesus will definitively take his place as ruler of all creation, and all things will be placed under his authority forever. In one sense, in a very real sense, this has already begun. The reign of God is already here. God's kingdom is already amongst us and within us. However, at the end of time, God's kingdom will be established in all its fullness, with any opposing powers comprehensively defeated and vanquished. We still live in unsettled times and there's still a lot of values which oppose Christ's gospel. 
So it is so completely reassuring to have this message that the forces of violence, hatred, deception and injustice will ultimately be defeated by Christ. Today in the Gospel, our Lord stands on trial before Pontius Pilate. Pilate is questioning his apparent prisoner. Pilate's questions are arrogant and confident because he thinks he is in control. But we Christians have been long challenged to see beyond mere appearances and see the truth behind the surface. It is our Lord who is actually in control at all times. Even though he is a prisoner and on trial for his life, Christ is really the free person of the two. Jesus is more free than Pilate, who actually is very keen to release Jesus, but is scared of what other people might think or say. Pilate is actually a prisoner, and Pontius Pilate compromises the truth for political expediency. Jesus is not the only one on trial in the Gospel. In a sense, we too are on trial. And so is Jesus' values and his Gospel. And as a consequence, our values and principles are on trial as well. We've all heard that saying, nice people finish last, or even that seemingly harmless sentence, you have to break a few eggs to make an omelette, which is just a nice way of saying, in order to succeed in the world, it's okay to hurt, betray, backstab, or do whatever you need to the other person so that you can win. Another rather common sentence is, All's fair in love and war. Or, this isn't personal, it's just a financial decision. These are all euphemisms. As Christians, we are called to buy into Christ's view of life that does not always come naturally to human understanding. Jesus is the King of truth. So, living authentically, living according to truth and integrity, is all that really matters. If we succeed at something by deception or hypocrisy or disregard for the dignity and welfare of our brothers and sisters around us, we are really losing. But let us be honest, this way of thinking will get us laughed at many of the time. People have sometimes looked at us and said, how foolish you are. Your integrity makes you a sitting duck. You are a dumb lamb muddling around, waiting to be slaughtered in a very aggressive world, and you're headed for the chop. But we are in good company. That's exactly what Jesus is getting in this gospel passage this weekend. Pilate is virtually calling him a fool for pursuing his ways, for pursuing this non-violent, passive resistance approach, his preaching of the gospel despite the risks. Do you realise, he says, that you are going to get yourself killed? And what good will that come of your values then? However, Jesus knew that if he compromised his principles in order to avoid death, then everything that was important in life would have been lost anyway. Our Lord's principles and their practical application is the truth, and it is not to be given away. Christ stands firmly for the facts that the ends never justify the means. And in fact, how we get to the goal is part of the journey. Jesus tells us that the truth is all that matters. However, Pilate has an answer for even this. And what is truth? 
He, like so many, has turned truth into a commodity, as if it could be bought and sold at will, or changed according to what was convenient. Yet we know that truth is not a statement. Truth is a person. Truth is a way of living. Jesus and his life, and everything he stood for, is the truth. Can we dare to follow this radical king, the one whose way of thinking is not of this world, and whose kingdom is not of this world, but is intended to radically transform and change this world and the people in it? We risk everything. We risk appearing to lose in order to win the only things that really matter. The establishment of the reign of God in its fullness with justice, peace, mercy, compassion and above all, love. On this feast of Christ the King, we notice that Jesus also shows us what true kingship and true power really looks like in practice. And it's shocking, because true power and true kingship looks nothing like what the world understands these words to mean. True kingship is about service. True power is actually power for others and not power over others. Instead of dominating and subduing others, true service of leadership helps us to become truly everything that God wants us to be. Christ has a vision for the people he created us to be. In order to be transformed into the people Christ wants us to be, we have to accept the kingship of Jesus Christ and allow him to come and make a home in our hearts and transform us and challenge us. He not only frees us from our sins, but he also transforms us into a holy people and changes us into a people who are happy to do God's will and rejoice in knowing the ways and values of the Lord. And Jesus' kingdom is built on truth, on what is real and honest, not what is convenient or self-serving. All people who desire to follow Jesus as king are saying yes to his truth and honesty in their lives and values. There's a nice quote that I find very insightful. The writer Paul Tillich says, Distrust every claim for truth where you do not see truth united with love. And be certain that you are of truth and that that truth has taken hold of you only when love has taken hold of you and has started to make you free from yourselves. A great quote. It's similar to a motto I've told myself often. Telling the truth without love will render the point useless. No one wants to listen to someone, even if they're pointing out something that's quite true, if that other person senses that the truth is being told without love or compassion, or is being told without genuinely constructive or without gentleness. If the truth is not given in order to build up a person and assist them to be more whole, then it will be rejected. In any case, truth is a way of being and living more than words handed down arbitrarily for someone to swallow like some kind of a pill. People deflect even truth if they fear it's being thrown at them like a weapon. And yes, even the truth can be used as a weapon when placed in unloving hands. I love the Eucharistic prayer for this feast day today because it names some of the qualities to be found in Christ's kingdom. 
the kingdom of God, Jesus as King, has already begun to take hold of our hearts and our world. And it's a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love and peace. This week my mind has kept coming back to the concept of Jesus being the universal King. And so we're not only his disciples and friends and followers, we're also his subjects. What does it mean to be a loyal subject of Christ the King? It certainly puts our lives into a new perspective. If Jesus is our King and we are his subjects, then our Christian faith and discipleship can never be just some little side interest or hobby or a part-time work in our otherwise lives. Christianity, which is really another word for committed service of our King and his kingdom, means being servants, or dare I even say it, slaves of Christ. I really quite like the idea of being a slave for Christ because it really does not mean in this context a lack of freedom, but actually the attainment of true freedom in our nature as being subject to Christ who is love. We know all too well that we give our time and worship to Jesus not for what we get out of it and not merely for giving whatever little spare time we have, but wholeheartedly. God's ways, values and priorities about giving without expecting return and giving without counting the cost, as after the example of Christ. Come, Lord, in all your fullness. Take your rightful place as King of heaven and earth. Lead us into the ways of truth. Come, Lord Jesus, as King of our hearts and lives. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The Lord is the King of the universe, and our hearts as well. Unlike any earthly king, his kingdom will never end. Worthy of trust and reverence, he is still our brother, who hears our prayers. That the Church will continue to welcome people into the Kingdom that is not of this world. Lord, hear us. That civil authorities will acknowledge that this world's power is temporary and use their leadership for the good of their people according to the inspiration of the Gospel. Lord, hear us. That Christians will bear witness to the truth and always listen to the Lord's voice. Lord, hear us. That the sick and the suffering may experience Christ's healing power 
through our health care and social welfare services and the assistance of those of goodwill. Lord, hear us. That those who have died may gratefully join their King, who has triumphed over death, especially in this month of the holy souls which is coming to an end, and those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, hear the prayers of your people. Bring your kingdom of love into our world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. As we offer you, O Lord, the sacrifice by which the human race is reconciled to you, we humbly pray that your Son himself may bestow on all nations the gifts of unity and peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you anointed your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with the oil of gladness, as eternal priest and king of all creation, so that by offering himself on the altar of the cross as a spotless sacrifice to bring us peace, he might accomplish the mysteries of human redemption, and making all created things subject to his rule, he might present to the immensity of your majesty an eternal and universal kingdom, a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love and peace. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
The Lord sits as King for ever. The Lord will bless His people with peace. Let us pray. Having received the food of immortality, we ask, O Lord, that glorifying in obedience to the commands of Christ, the King of the universe, we may live with him eternally in his heavenly kingdom, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us in this time of worship, prayer and reflection. This is the end of the church year B. Next week we begin year C, a new church calendar year with Advent. Until then, the Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring The Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.